Karen. Hello, I'm Randy. <laughs> and I'm Claire. <laughs> you just sound like crazy grandmas. <laughs> and you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. No, we just sound like Gollum. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> we were trying to do Satan voice. <laughs> It's not working out very well. Anyway, so if you didn't know, we're doing a podcast about Satan. (laughs) Hail Satan. Uh, Just kidding. No, down with Satan. Six, six, Um, six. Just kidding. (laughs) Stop it. You're giving me goosebumps. Okay. God is bigger than the boogeyman. Thank you. I know. Okay, so we last left off in the story of the Corpsewood Manor murders, because we are still a murder podcast, I'm just saying. Um, So we have everyone in the chicken house. Charles is currently bound and gagged by Brock. And Teresa's freaking out, and everything is just going to complete. I'm not. I'm just gonna say it. What's Joey doing? Joey, not Joey, not Joey. Satanist Joey, other Joey. Joey Wells. Yes. He's high off his mind and still in the chicken house. Is he just standing? <laughs> yeah, there? he's just kind of like. I mean, I wasn't there, but I'm imagining his face is like, "What is going on, man? What's exactly. Go- what's going okay, on, okay, man? Okay, okay." So he's there. And this is also why people speculate that he may have known about what's going on. So he didn't react the way Teresa reacted, who was not aware of what was happening. This poor um, girl. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. Um, so, of course, Brock's, like, demanding to know where the money is from Charles. Charles tells the truth before <laughs> he's gagged and says, we don't have any money in our house Literally, because they didn't. They kept all of their money in the bank because they put a large amount in there and had interest um, like accruing mm-hmm. on this amount in their savings account. So they have like a monthly interest, uh, not interest, um, yeah, interest of like a hundred bucks, I think. Because they had, Whoa. yeah, they had a ton Good of money Lord. in there. Okay. Yeah, a ton of money for like the time period, which there still is a huge amount of inflation that happens like after the 80s. Yeah. He tells the truth. I don't know why I said, yeah, I don't know anything about inflation. I'm sorry. That's totally (laughs) Me either, really. (laughs) I just kind of, like, say it. Like, I know what I'm saying. You say it with confidence. No one will question you. Absolutely. So everyone who's listening to this, don't tell that I don't know anything about inflation. Okay. Um, So Charles is, like, trying to be honest and is like, you're not going to find anything in my house and you're an idiot. And... Brock and West are starting to get kind of mad about it. And Joe Wells and Teresa are like sneaking out of the chicken house at this point. They're like, nope, 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 nope. And they actually get down off the ladder. But they're stopped by West, who has picked up the gun at this point. Because Brock is now using a knife that he had in his pocket to threaten Charles. So West pulls out the gun on these two. And they're like, and he points it at them and says, get back up the ladder. So they can't do anything but go back up there. And just to reiterate, Joe Wells is Tony West's nephew. So imagine your weirdest uncle decides to go <laughs> rob a house and he points a gun at you and is like, get back up into the crazy sex chamber so that we can steal money from these people. Like, that's basically what's happening right now. I'm not kidding. This is a true-ass story. It is insane. So, of course, they have nothing to do but go back up the ladder. And so they're not getting anything from Charles because he keeps on saying the exact same thing, which is the truth. And so Brock decides to go into the house and see if Joey is more, I don't know, is more 
malleable and so he can get the information out of him. And as I've said a few times, Joey is in the house. Like, he has no idea that he's this like is doing happening. dishes or something. Yeah, yeah. He's doing housework, not really involved Wait, with Wait, they going don't have on. water. Never mind. No. He, well, they, I mean, they have like a wash station, they have water buckets and a well, and they bring it in there. They probably smell really bad. I'm going to talk about the smell oh. <laughs> at the end. It's pretty gross. Like, the smell was described in detail in this book that I read. Like, it was really bad. So, um, Brock goes into the house armed with the 22 caliber rifle, and the four people are just, like, waiting for something to happen. Charles is bound up. Joe Wells and Teresa are just, like, freaking out. And... West is holding the knife. He's just kind of got all the power in this situation. So as they're waiting, four shots ring out from the house. And then more gunshots ring out from the house. And Brock comes back and says that he's killed Joey and shot the two dogs. No. I know. It's really horrible. What did they do? Well, so the two Mastiffs are... They're massive dogs. So if no, if you don't know what a massive looks like, you should look it up because they're terrifying looking. And um, they had been trained to guard the property and to guard Joey and Charles. So they're like protective dogs and they gotcha. can become violent. But for some reason, like the way that they were positioned when the bo- all the bodies were found, the dogs were not protecting Joey at all. They had just like stayed over in this, like, heated area over by the fireplace because they had, like, a wooden fireplace in the um, kitchen. And so the dogs were there. They were found right there. So they hadn't moved from this, like, warm area. And if the people listening have dogs, dogs like warm areas and, like, fireplaces and open windows with sunlight coming through. So, so does Ringo. I know. <laughs> I love animals. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> So, obviously, the dogs didn't go to the rescue, but probably what happened is that the shots were fired so quickly that they couldn't react, and then Brock killed them afterwards. So, it's pretty terrible. So, Charles is hearing that his best friend and kind of lover, but not really, because they're not a couple, but they also kind of, like, do some stuff. His companion. His companion, exactly. And his other companion. Yes. And his other companions. All of his companions. Man, that is so rude. Yeah. Jesus. I know. And during the trial process, when all of this was happening, like when everybody was on trial for everything, um, Brock said that like, and he had a lot of excuses that came forward, um, especially in the appeal process, um, (laughs) saying why he shot Joey in the kitchen. And at first he said, well, Joey had a gun. While he was doing dishes in the kitchen, <laughs> which like, no, he did not. No, he did not. Absolutely, they didn't even find a gun anywhere. So that's stupid. But whatever. So that was one of the reasons. There will be a few other reasons that I'll bring up later, and they're kind of laughable as well. So Brock comes forward with this information, saying that Joey's dead. And this makes West kind of like, okay, fine. We have to move back into the house. So they drag Charles, all four of them, except for Teresa, who's just kind of like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she's just kind of doing it because she's being threatened by these men that she doesn't even know very well. She's not in this family. And I guess I would kind of like lop Brock on to the family unit. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
she's just kind of there. She like literally an accident that she's there. And um, they drag Charles down the ladder and into the house where he saw his dead friend with four bullet holes in his head and one is his arm. And at this point, Joey actually wasn't dead yet. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not dead. They don't notice that he's not dead yet um, because he's just he's lying in a puddle of his own blood. Mm -hmm. Like, how could you not with four bullet holes in his head? Um, And then they saw the dead dogs on the floor. And at this point, Wes just decides to shoot the dogs again for good measure. Yeah. So he just brutalizes them once more for no reason. Hmm. I know. Hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty terrible. So it's just kind of a disaster. And um, they bring Charles into the library past all of this brutality of the people and the animals that he loved. And he tries to crawl back to where Joey's body is. And West threatens to shoot him if he doesn't stop. And famously, Charles says, and I quote, I asked for this and keeps crawling towards Joey. And West, true to his word, shoots him in the face. And he doesn't die. He falls down, gets back up, tries ah, to start struggling. Ah, These people are like <laughs> Rasputin. They don't die. So they like. That would scare me. I know. So I'd bad. be so terrified at this point. And they're inside this like ancient old manor that doesn't have electricity and it's dark it's like and creepy. Michael Myers. I'm like, this is not a good idea. Oh my God. God. You guys, I can only imagine what Teresa is going through right now. Oh my so stressful. gosh, I keep forgetting about her. I know. God bless her. She's just like a mess. Oh my God. I don't know what happened to her after all of this, but I'm sure she's probably not okay. And so Charles keeps crawling after this first shot. And so West shoots him twice more and props him up against one of the bookshelves in the library. (laughs) Just to make sure. And um, now that both of the homeowners are dead. This is reminding me of Zombieland when they're like, you got to double tap. (laughs) Oh my god. Because the zombies keep coming back. Yes, that's so true. Um, I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so both the homeowners are now deceased, supposedly. And um the dogs are definitely dead. And so they kind of have free reign of the house, and Brock gets like really excited about this. And so he starts going everywhere. And they're taking everything. Like, they obviously figure out pretty quickly that there's no actual money anywhere but they steal things like a javelin like a literal javelin with like a spear like a spear Hmm. yeah and then they steal a weird thing to have i know and i they probably thought that there was like gold or something in it because it was like this big metallic medieval looking thing yeah and um they stole a leather jacket a few pieces of jewelry some like older coins and the most valuable things in the house are the pieces of furniture and they can't take them with them and there's also this big golden harp that's in the house as well but they can't fit that into the car and they're like okay fine so they decide to steal the jeep and you know they yeah yeah so that's a smart move yeah right so i'm not really sure they uh, they get both cars out of the property except for that you could just trace the vin number and know exactly whose jeep it was yeah exactly well that will come in handy later um So they actually conveniently miss the most valuable thing inside of the house. Is it a painting? No. Is it a 
I've, we've already talked about it. Is the gargoyle? No. Oh. The vials of LSD. Oh, yes. I forgot about those. Are completely untouched in the wow, bottom drawer of the desk. Yeah. I mean, like, they're just, they just sit there. They don't take them at all. Like, <laughs> they've heard everything about this drug-induced sex party castle, and they don't even think to look for the drugs. They're just hell-bent on the money, and there's no money in the house, which they've already been told. So... Teresa claims that she was forced to partake in everything, including, like, loading up the Jeep with all of this stuff. Um, And she's forced to do this at the hands of Wes and Brock. Again, Joe Wells, not really sure what he did, but um, Teresa says that he does take some stuff for himself. And he pockets a few things. Mm -hmm. Just, like, a few, like, probably, like, a watch or something small. Um, And... This also kind of, like, insinuates that Joe Wells was, like, down to rob this place. Um, so Maybe he was, like, down to rob the place, but not down, down to, to, like, tie everyone. someone up, threaten them with a knife, and then punch everyone in... Not punch, shoot everyone in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bit more brutal than punching in yeah. the face, I would say. <laughs> but, yeah, so... I love that Teresa's just tattletelling on everyone. <laughs> no. Oh, girl, she goes off at the end. I'll tell it. you what happens. I love her for everything she does because she, like, she just tells the truth. Yeah. Which is such a rare thing in cases like this because, I mean, like... These people that you're with, you know them, and you're like, well, what do I do? Yeah. But luckily enough, Teresa had only been dating Joe Wells for like a week or so. So she was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and she has strong morals. Exactly. And there's some other stuff. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to the whole investigation and the um arrests. So they leave the crime scene after kind of like debating whether or not they should burn the whole place down, which they ultimately end up not doing because it'll start a whole forest fire and then that'll bring a whole bunch of people to the area. So they just don't want anybody to come to the mansion since it's already isolated. They're like, you know what? Forget it. We're just leaving it. And in the crime scene um, video and photos, there is evidence that they had tried to pour gasoline on stuff, but then they had just like not lit it on fire. Um, So... (laughs) They were leaving the house. Everything was packed. The golden harp had been left because it was too big, which it's a harp. Of course, it's too big for a Jeep. And they start hearing noises in the house. Satan. No. Satan. Ghosts. No. Demons. No. Um, Think more practically. <laughs> like, more realistic. The house is settling. No. <laughs> That's an excellent answer. <laughs> no, Joey and Charles are both still alive. No, they are not. They are absolutely oh both still God. alive. And they're both making noises. Did they like, trade their souls to Satan for eternity eternal life? life? <laughs> right? Okay. Well, there's some creepy stuff that happens with their bodies, and I will talk to you about that too. But um, they are making sounds, like gurgling sounds, like sounds that someone would make if they're trying to keep breathing. And, like, push out, like, liquid from their mouth because they've got blood all over. Yes, like, they, they get they the gurgling. all oh my shot God. in the face. <laughs> that is so specific. <laughs> I know. I just wanted everyone to be aware. So they go back in, and Wes is like, uh-uh. And so he shoots both of them one more time. So Charles officially has, like, five bullet holes in his head, and so does Joey. So they're both, they're both very dead at this point. And I wanted to go back okay. to the self-portrait I talked about. <gasps> Before, and this is going to creep 
you out. Okay. It creeped me out. And I researched this at like 8.30 in the morning when it was light outside and we I was drinking in my building. Coffee. No one else is in here and it's dark in the hallway. <laughs> so, so scary. That'll be fun to walk out. <laughs> I'm not, it's going to be a weird nightmare night. <laughs> okay. So um, there was a self-portrait that Charles had painted after he had had a premonition and he just had to paint it. So the portrait is of his decapitated head. It is bound and gagged with five bullet holes in it. Shut the front I'm door. not kidding you. I'm not kidding you, you guys. This is a real portrait. I've seen it. You can Google it. It is a real thing. Show it's, me right now. Okay, hold on. We're going to stop. I'm going to show Randy. We're going to be terrified for about three minutes, and then we'll be back. Okay, so I just showed Randy the self-portrait. It's pretty creepy. Sufficiently freaked out terrifying okay um so i meant to say officially and i said sufficiently (laughs) can you tell we've been podcasting for like five hours (laughs) okay such a long time so yeah so he paints this self-portrait years before this incident was to occur and it makes that final last statement he has which is what which he says um i something oh i asked for this Oh, my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so it just makes his final words even more terrifying and it makes horrible. me horrible that Satan was like, yo, how do you want to be killed? And he was like, mm, I think this I'll way would it. be Let me satisfying. paint it out for you. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty scary. And this painting, and Teresa describes this, is sitting facing a window in the mansion so as they're leaving this house, that painting is looking over them as they're leaving. And Teresa sees it. <laughs> what? I know. Like, I'm telling it and I just, like, goosebumped myself. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't even know. But it just, like, it's so creepy. Oh, my gosh. And just, like, the weirdest coincidence. This mansion <laughs> went from Scooby-Doo vibes to really horror scary, movie, yeah. genuine horror. <laughs> yes. Like, real horror Real horror. So they all leave the scene. I don't remember who drove the car they took to the scene and who drove the Jeep, but they leave with both vehicles. Everything is in there. And they actually drop off Teresa and Joe back at their mom's house. And Teresa (laughs) is like, like, fun night, guys. Yeah. And they tell them. So West and Brock tell them we're going to the Philippines. Like, that's what they say. Go to Russia like Edward Snowden. What are you doing? (laughs) Right. Like, you can't be found there. And they actually give out multiple different locations to their different family members to throw them off the trail. Like, um, I think they told West's... No, they told Brock's mother that they're going to Florida. And then they ended up going down to Mexico. Or trying. (laughs) They didn't make it. Um, So... Almost immediately after they drop off Joe Wells and Teresa, she bursts into tears and immediately tells the entire story to Mira, who is Joe's mom and um, Tony West's sister. And this is terrible. They decide to hold her hostage for this information. What? Yeah, they hold her hostage for days without access to a telephone so that she doesn't tell anyone the story. Uh, Teresa. I know. Don't tell it to the mom of 
Don't tell the mom of someone who's going to get in trouble. The mom is going to protect their child. Right. Go exactly. to the police. Or the sister of the man who killed everybody. Like, this is Teresa. just... Teresa. I know. And she probably felt like she could trust Mira because she is a female. And I understand that. I tend to be more trusting of women. But at the same time, this... Like... They have a stake they're in you related. not telling that to anyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, they hold her hostage until the 16th of December. And she finally breaks free when... Mira and Joe are not in the trailer and she calls her uncle and there's all yeah so was no one looking for her no not really I think she because they think they would have found her real quick <laughs> yeah like, oh no at her boyfriend's trailer <laughs> yeah no I don't I don't know what happened with all of that but I just know that they definitely kept her for a few days so by this time like on so all of the brutality happened on the 12th of December, and then they hold Teresa f- until the 16th. But on the 12th, Wes and Brock made plans to go to Mexico. And on their way to Mexico, they ended up attacking and killing uh, Lieutenant Kirby Phillips in Vicksburg, Mississippi, so they could steal his Toyota. Okay. So they do that. So another murder happens. <sighs> They really didn't have to kill him because so Phelps was like... So he's a serial killer now. Yeah, basically. And Phelps was like... He was so compliant. He was like, tie me up to a tree. He had handcuffs because he's a lieutenant. And so he had handcuffs on him and he was like, just handcuffed me to the street. Take my car. Please don't kill me. And then Wes just shoots him in the face for no reason and steals all of his clothes. So that's fun. And they like... The tree that they put his body on was kind of in like a remote area. So when they found his body, they like didn't even know who he was because he had been like kind of like devoured by little animals and had been shot in the face. Okay. So that's fun. Um, so yeah, the bodies of Charles and Joey were found on the same day that Phelps' body had been found, which was the 15th. So it's three days past when the murders of Charles and Joey happened. Um, and then I believe it's only been like a day and a half since Phelps has been shot. So a friend had stopped by the house to check in and he noticed that the Jeep wasn't there and that the dogs weren't around. So he went into the house and saw the grisly scene. And this is on the 15th of December. So this is before Teresa has escaped her little hostage situation. So nobody knows this has happened yet. There's not a lot of police happening in Chattanooga. It's a really small county. So the sheriff immediately calls the FBI and they get involved. And they put a hit out on Charles's Jeep. The Jeep was found abandoned in Louisiana. So obviously the two killers had stolen a different car and then driven from Louisiana to Mississippi and then gotten so, um, and then gotten in the Toyota and that's when they killed Lieutenant Phelps. So they found 22 caliber bullets inside, which connected the killing of Kirby Phelps and Joey and Charles. And all of it was just sort of like a linear process. So the investigation into the murders was a confusing one. First off, the bodies made the whole mansion just like smell to high heaven. And you had mentioned how weird the place smelled before. Now imagine it's been, you know, like two days with four decomposing bodies inside of it. There's little to no air circulation inside of this place. There wasn't any plumbing or electricity. Or electricity. 
sorry, not electricities, electricity. And the scene is just kind of disturbing overall. And we'll get into police reactions of this creepy satanic mansion in part five, <laughs> which I didn't know this was going to go this long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tune into part five to learn a little bit more about this case and how it wraps up. Huh? Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.